0: Everybody has expectations. That's why when you stood at the altar and you said those words, I do, even after the preacher said those words, you know, and better or for worse, and you expected it to get better and then. And whenever you say those words for richer or for poor, you expect it to get Richer. And whenever you say in sickness and in health, you never expect to get sick. You're going to be well from now on. Your expectations are not always met. And so when your expectations are too high, you have a built-in possibility of frustration and disappointment. Because reality never meets all of your expectations. Well, there is a verse in the Bible, and I preached one time a sermon on getting the desires of your heart. Because the Bible says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. But I've lived long enough to know that I have not gotten all of my desires, but I have gotten most of my desires. I've gotten some of my desires that I've dreamed of and hoped for and because they were desires of the Lord, and you can always have those. But there's other desires that I've had and expectations that never have been met, probably never will. So, we're supposed to live long enough to understand some things that you're not going to get out of life. Everybody wants to be happy every day of their life and that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You don't want any troubles in life. That's not going to happen. I mean, you're going to have all kinds of troubles. And your desiring that they don't happen ain't going to wish it away. There's a lot of things that we need to learn from what God's Word says, but take your Bible look in the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 3. 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, look in verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. You ought to underline that statement. We are not sufficient of ourselves. There's a lot of things you cannot do, you do not know, you cannot accomplish And you might as well wake up to the fact that you're not going to have everything you want in life. But the last part of the verse says, sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. And you ought to underline this part of the verse because it says our sufficiency is of God. So I'm supposed to believe that God is sufficient for all that I need. So set your desires and affections on things that are above things that you can have, because most of the desires that you can't have are not realistic. And so God has laid some things down in his word, and we're supposed to realize it and believe that. Take your Bible and look in the book of Matthew in chapter 6. But if you're noticing verse 30, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30. It says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Do you believe that God is able to take care of you and to meet whatever those needs are? Do you desire the things of God? You see, you can desire the things of God and get them, but you can desire the things of man and not get them. Now, there's some things you'll get because you'll work hard and you'll try to make it happen. But remember, the things of this world are hard to get, hard to keep, and great sorrow when you lose them. Look there also in this verse, in verse 32, And after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Do you believe that your heavenly Father knows what you have need of? And then he says in verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the things of God, and everything else will be taken care of. But you see, if you don't put God first, and you put things first, you're in for a great disappointment. Because if you can learn to be content and happy and satisfied with the things of God, you'll have so much more peace and joy in this life. You see, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness in the Holy Spirit, the book of Romans. So God wants us to seek first His righteousness. What He's really talking about is, is you knowing for sure that you have eternal life. But you see... This first, and then God said, everything else will be added to you. Once you trust Christ as your Savior, God gives to you His righteousness. See, I'm not going to heaven on my goodness, on my righteousness. I'm going to heaven on His. See, my righteousness is not good enough. It wasn't yesterday, and it wasn't today, and it won't be tomorrow. My righteousness will never be good enough to go to heaven on. So that's why I don't trust it. God says I'm to trust him, and he will give me his righteousness. Now, if God gave me his righteousness, that would make me as righteous as who? As righteous as him, as righteous as God. So all I had to do is believe that he did it for me. And he puts that payment to my account, and I get to go to heaven of what he did. But I'm his child now. I got a life to live. Uh, what about all these other things that needs in life? So God says there's things that we need to know and do. So I wrote a few things down. I was sitting in a restaurant one day. And I usually drink in a cup of coffee, and I'll make a little thought here, and I'll have a thought, and I'll write another thing down. Before I got through, I had me a sermon. I didn't know I was going to have a sermon. I just That's why I get a lot of them. But look there at the first one. I desire an easy road. Now, I desire it, but I don't expect it. Now, isn't that true? Think about it. You desire an easy road, but you don't expect an easy road because you know life is full of troubles. Life is full of heartaches. Life, there's a lot of speed bumps, things that slows you down, keeps you from getting where you want to go when you want to get there at your timing. So all these things are happening. I would expect everybody, well, I desire everybody to like me, but I don't expect it because something's wrong with their judgment. I'm the most likable guy I know. I don't know why everybody don't like me. But you know, it wouldn't take that much, and I can offend you, and you would never talk to me again. I can come to church, and I can preach a thousand sermons. I've preached a bunch of them already. But I can preach one thing that you disagree with, and you'll leave this church and never come back again. People do it. They do it all the time. Because, see, they can't stand to be offended. You, you hurt my feelings. People wear their feelings right up there. People need to grow up and get some good Grit in their backbones, where they're, they're made out of something and not so easily offended by anything and everything. We whine about everything instead of just, I know that I'm not going to get everything I want and cut people a little slack and realize that people have got problems and nobody's perfect down here. When we get to heaven, yes, we'll be. We won't have to worry about none of that stuff. Nobody's going to hurt you, or offend you when you get to heaven. Can't you wait? And so while you're down here, realize it. People are going to say things, do things that you're not going to like. Next thing, I would like to have fame and wealth. Anybody here would like to be, have fame and wealth? Most people like to be well-known. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody maybe would have a, a desire to be famous or to have a lot of wealth. You can desire it, but I don't expect it. And I wrote a little statement down there in bold. Expect nothing and anything will be a bonus. Expect nothing and anything will be a bonus. And that's probably about the way, best way to do it with people. If you don't expect anything, anything will be a bonus. And that way it keeps you from having such great moments of depression. Maybe you're sitting, your your you, you thing too high and you can't attain it. Now there's times when we need to set our aim high and things like that. But that's not the, the topic of the sermon this morning. It's about what is my expectations for life, this period of time that I've got to live after I've trusted Christ as my Savior. And see, happiness, health, I've desired good health all my life, but I don't always get it. My physical body, I can go to the doctor and he says, you're fine, next day I get sick. My father-in-law, he went to the doctor and got a health checkup on him, and they said he was in A1 shape. He was 60 years old, in great shape. He came home happy as a lark. He had a heart attack the next day. And it was uh, a few months later, he died. But he already got a good health checkup. So you may be in good shape today and die tomorrow. So you don't have any clue when. Right after camp, I was feeling great. And I even said to myself, self, you feel great. I said, I sure do. And by Wednesday, I got a little cold. and Next thing you know, I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to have to get somebody to preach for me Sunday. And I hate that. I hate not to speak on Sunday mornings. I can tolerate a little bit on Sunday nights and Wednesday, but Sunday morning, I, don't, I can't stand it. So even when I'm sick, I'll preach on Sunday morning. That's why I'm not going to shake your hands, though. I'm not going to be nice to you today. So when I get through, I'm not going to smile at you or anything like that. Because I, I don't want somebody else. I, I don't know if it's catching, I don't know as I got a little cold. and uh, But that's not enough to stop anybody. But anyway, I want you to know that you can desire to be healthy every day. And the, some people say, well, if you get sick, it's a sign of sin in your life. Oh, Really? You're going to die of something. Did you you die of sin? I've had people say, well, you know, I I haven't sinned in 40 years. Then they ought not die. Why do they die? Because wage of sin is what? Death. Wage of sin. Death. If they didn't sin, they wouldn't die. I don't care how long you live, you're going to die. Because you have a body that don't live forever. And God doesn't keep it well forever. I died with a perfectly healthy body. Whoopee. And you want to be happy. You can desire it, but it's not going to be reality because happiness comes from happenings. And when things don't happen the way you think they ought to happen, then you're going to be miserable and you're not happy. That's why you're up here and you're down here. You're up there and you're down here because you expect something that's not real. God says, as a man is born, the sparks do fly upward. I mean, trouble from the day you're born, you're, there's always trouble. Always problems, and you're going to have them. So you have to expect those things. Look at the next little statement I have there. If you do expect all these things, you're in for a life of disappointment because you're not always going to um, have an easy road. You're not going to have everybody love you, and you're not going to have all the fame and the wealth that you want, and uh, you're not always going to be happy, and you're not always going to be healthy. It's just not going to be. So if you don't expect all these things, and you say, well, I don't expect that. Okay, then what's your problem? And people are just always bothered by the problems. And yet, if it wasn't for problems, nobody would have a job. Everybody here has a job because somebody else has a problem. And we're problem solvers. We're trying to figure, out how can I get a job? It means how can I help solve somebody's problems? I've got to find somebody that needs me. Somebody wants me. Somebody's willing to pay for my wisdom on how to solve something. And that's why we want people to get an education because they'll have the wisdom to do something. Help solve somebody else's problems. So as you go through life, you're to understand this. Now look at number two. Look at number two. Things I don't expect to get because I already have. You know, if I already have something, I don't expect to get it. The book of Romans chapter 8 puts it this way. Why do you hope for that which you have? Because if you have it, you don't need to hope for it. You already got it. See, I am not seeking to be saved someday. Like a lot of people, they think, uh, Jesus is going to help me live a good life so that someday down the road, he'll save me. Now, if I am going to be saved someday in the future, then what I'm saying is that I'm not saved now. I'm waiting to be saved down the road. So if God can save me down the road, why can't he save me now? If I can't be saved until the day I die, and then God's going to save me because he looks at all my life and my good works that I've done, and now he can save me. Well, why can't he save me ahead of time? Why does he have to wait till then? Well, he'd have to wait until I die if my salvation depends upon how I live. So he has to wait until I finish doing all my deeds to know if my good works outweighed my bad works so he'll know whether or not to save me or if I qualify to be saved. But see, that means that I must expect to be saved because I am not now saved. But if I already have salvation, I don't have to seek salvation. See, there's nothing that I have done in 51 years to be saved. Because, you see, I was saved when I was 18 years old. And when I got saved when I was 18 years old, God saved me from hell. Well, if he saved me from hell, it means that I'm not going there. And if I'm not going there, I'm not trying to do anything to keep from going there because I can't go there. Why can't I go there? Because all my sins are paid. If he paid for all of my sins, well, what sins do I have to pay for if he paid for all of them? There isn't any. Either He did or He didn't. If He didn't pay for all of my sins, He didn't do me any favors. So either He did or He didn't. Now, did Christ die on the cross and pay for all the sins of all the world? Yes. And all that we have to do is believe He did it for us because it says it's not by your works. So you've got to leave that out. It means how you live doesn't determine where you go. you got to forget that. That's null and void. Because he says not by works of righteousness which we have done. Not of works. So forget your works. That means forget how you live. It has nothing to do with where you're going to spend eternity. And that's what blew my mind when I was 18 years old. I argued with my father-in-law for three months because I said there's got to be more to it than that. That's too easy. That's too simple. And I thought, if it's so simple, why can't everybody see it? I had a hard time seeing it and I wasn't even raised in church. But to just simply think that I can go to heaven by just trusting what Christ did on the cross for me, blew my mind. And yet there was no tricks to it, no gimmicks to it. I didn't have to become a religious hypocrite, claiming to be something that I knew down deep inside I wasn't. But I wanted to go to heaven. I want to have eternal life. I didn't want to go to hell. But see, nobody had ever stopped that explained how I could be certain of going to heaven when I die. And that was the best news I ever heard in my whole life. I want you to take your Bible and look at a verse with me. Look there in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. And look how important this is. Even though you say, well, I already know those two verses. But look at it anyway. You know, sometimes you can read a verse and not understand the verse. You can read it, quote it, and never really understand it. I had read John 3, 16 the night I got saved and didn't understand a word of it. Until the man explained it to me. You say, well, anybody ought to understand. I know, but I didn't. And I find there's a lot of people that do the same thing. See there in verse 8, for by grace are ye saved. Saved, that's past tense. See, this is already written to somebody who is saved, not somebody who is going to be saved. It means you already are. So I'm not expecting to be saved from hell. Why? I already am. I can't go there. Because, you see, if he hasn't saved me from going there, it means I still could go there. And God says, I can't go there. Why? Because I've been saved from it. It's a past tense, done deal. And he says this, for by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves. Now, what part of not of yourself would you not understand? Not of yourself means it's not of yourself. That's in the Greek. Well, see, it's all depending on how you read it. Okay, well, here's how I read that. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. I read that as, it is the gift of God. See, I don't have to translate. It's already been translated. All I got to do is believe what's already been written. It's the gift of God. People can't believe that going to heaven is a gift. If it's a gift, it's free. It means I don't have to go to church to get it. I don't have to give money to get it. I don't have to change my life to get it because all that would be I'd required to do something to get it. Then it costs me something. There is no cost. There's no price to pay. It's free. Free. It's a gift. Not of yourself. It's the gift of God. So being saved and going to heaven is something that I can have now. For by grace are you saved. I'm saved. Past, tense. I'm saved. I've been saved. I've been saved for 51 years. So if I am saved, then I'm not seeking to be saved. Because if I'm seeking to be saved, I'm saying that I am not saved. If I'm going to Colorado, it means that I'm not there yet. How can I say it any other way? Surely you can understand what I'm saying. Am I hard and complicated? Can you follow what I'm saying? You can follow this. So God says here in verse 9, look in verse 9. Look at those three words, not of what? Worth. What works do you think he's talking about? Not of works. Not of works would probably mean not of works. It means nothing that I do determines where I go. And this is why so many people can't believe that it's free because they can't believe that God would save them by grace. You don't deserve that. But what is grace? Grace means unmerited favor. God giving you something you didn't deserve. I don't deserve to go to heaven. I never have. I never will. You see, God saved me because He loved me because He sent His Son to pay for all of my sins and I accepted Him as my Savior. He gives me eternal life and I go to heaven whenever I die. Otherwise, nobody can know they're going to heaven Until they die. If it's not free, and you have to earn it, there's only two ways. That means if you have to earn it, you have to wait till you die to find out if you got it or not. Well, you can wait till then if you want to. I think it's a little late. Because God's going to tell you. You see, you're either saved by grace or works. And you didn't trust Christ as your Savior, so you didn't accept grace. So that means you're trying to save yourself by your works. And I already told you it's not by your works. I don't know why you waited so long to get here to find this out. I told you in my word. Didn't you ever read Ephesians 2, 8, and 9? I said it very clearly. You're not saved by your works. Now, why are you trying in here trying to think you're going to get into heaven by your works? I can see all that taking place. And yet there's people that don't see it. They never get it. Now, take your Bible and look in the book of Titus chapter 3. Titus and chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, this is on page 1284, and you'll notice there in verse 5, verse 5, look at what he says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he, what, saved us, that's a done deal, it's already done. So I have been saved, not by my works of righteousness. And yet you find people that think, you, you've got to do something. I've had people that say, you can't tell me, and you sure can't. God can't tell them either. You can't tell me that all you have to do is believe. And yet what is the only requirement for going to heaven For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth won't perish but have everlasting life. He that believeth on the Son hath life, and he that believeth not the Son of God hath not life. But the wrath of God abides upon him. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he believeth not. You see, it all boils down to, do you believe it or not? You say, what do I got to believe? All right, here you are, you're a sinner. You did all these bad things. You deserve to go to hell. Christ sent his son. Christ comes into the world. God sent his son. So Christ comes into the world, and he has no sin, so he doesn't have to die. So he voluntarily dies in your place. He dies for all of your sins. And see, what people don't get is this. It is appointed unto every man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So if you're only going to die once, regardless of how many sins you commit, how many times do you die? One time. So if Christ dies for you, he only has to die one time for you. So that means that even though I live 70 years and then I croak, okay, well, how many times did I die? Only one time. I mean, for all those sins? Well, it doesn't matter how many sins. I only died once. Christ only died once to pay for all the sins of all the world. So that means if he died for me, he paid for all of my sins. He died in my place. So if I'd have died 20 years ago or if I died 20 years in the future, he died for me in my place. And all that I have to do is believe he did it for me. He did it for me. Christ died for me. So I don't have to pay for my sins. This old body's going to die in the grave one of these days, but I have a new birth that's going to live forever. I'm going to live till I die, and then I'm going to live forever. I sure am. Look at this verse again, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, the new birth is by the Spirit of God. That's a new birth. It didn't come because you went to church and you lived right and you try to go according to Christian principles and you lived all these ways and so on. That's not going to get you to heaven. God never promised that, and so that's why it's deceptive, on your part, to try to think you could ever save yourself by the things that you do. Eternal life is truly a gift of God. You see, let her be there, where it says justification from all my sins. I want you to look at this. Look in Acts chapter thirteen, the book of Acts. In chapter 13. It's a very, very important verse. Acts chapter 13. And look in verse 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, talking about Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. See, if God forgives you of your sins, there's none for you to pay for. or if he forgave you? So when Christ died for you, And you believe he did it for you, he forgives you of everything you've ever done. Your sins are forgiven. So that means you don't have to pay for them. I don't have to pay for my sins. Christ did it for me. That's hard for me to accept. Because, see, when I was growing up, I was always under the impression if I'm good, I'll go to heaven, and if I'm bad, I'm going to go to hell. I didn't know that and understand that Christ paid for my sins. So that's why for years, I I did my best. I, I wanted to go to heaven, so I tried to live right. I tried to live a good life. I tried to be a good kid. I really did. But I didn't understand. And so when even I was growing up as a kid, before I even knew anything about it, I never took a drink in my life. I was always afraid I might like it, and I didn't want to become a drunk. I never smoked a cigarette because I was told it was bad for you. So I never smoked a cigarette. I never swore a cuss word. And I'm almost 70 years old. I still haven't done none of those things. Am I going to heaven because I'm so good? No. By your righteousness, you're never good. You have to be perfect to go to heaven. And nobody's perfect. That's why nobody can earn eternal life. Nobody works their way to heaven. No man has ever lived good enough to save himself. All people have to be saved the same way by grace. Either God saves you or you don't get saved.